The following is an Auburn Network production. You are on the line. Live on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika Sports Leader. Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're doing well on what is an absolute perfect day outside here in Auburn and Opelika. Temperature is, I mean, you couldn't ask for anything better. You couldn't draw it up any better, even if you tried. Sun is shining, uh, some clouds in the sky. The temperature is perfect. I know it's still getting a little bit warmer uh, throughout the afternoon, but man, it is just a perfect day Uh, I was driving around uh, doing a few things during lunch, had the windows down, um, and just a gorgeous day. Again, you couldn't ask for anything better as we get near the end of September. Uh, So, again, hopefully you're out and uh, enjoying what is a gorgeous day. This is On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. My name is Jacob Goins with you for the next two hours right here on ESPN 106.7. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. If you've been here for a minute, you know Thursdays are pretty busy here on the show. Uh, Three guests in two hours, plus your phone calls, plus some of my takes as well. It is a very, very busy show today, as always. Coming up at 2.30, Brad Law from the Auburn Sports Network will join us. We'll talk about Tiger Talk coming up tonight. We'll talk about Auburn and Georgia football coming up this weekend as well. Get some updates from uh, around Auburn Athletics and maybe even talk a little basketball with him as the Tigers are beginning practice this week. And we're going to talk about it today as well. I wanted to get to it yesterday. Didn't quite get there, and that's totally fine. I'm going to talk about that some here today as well. But Brad Law will join me on the phones coming up at 2.30. Then, to start hour number two, we're going to talk with Coach Keith Etheridge, the head football coach for Auburn High School, as the Tigers get ready to travel to Birmingham and take on Ramsey tomorrow. A long road trip, once again, for Auburn High School. Uh, so we'll talk to him coming off a big win last week and preparing for another road trip this week. Uh, and then later on in the second hour, 3.30 on Thursdays, as it, be- as it has been for... Uh, As long as I've been here, Chris Gordy, host of the Locked on SEC podcast, will join us on the phone lines, recap what we saw in the SEC last week, and preview what's coming up this weekend. So, busy show today. Um, Until we get to our guests, I want to hear from you on the phone lines. 334-321-1390 is the number to put you through to me. What's on your mind? How are you feeling on a Thursday afternoon? As we get closer to Auburn and Georgia this weekend, um, what's on your mind? Are you worried? Are you are you nervous? Are you confident? Um, and, uh, look, we've talked a lot of the different storylines and the things that Auburn needs to fix, but how are you feeling on a Thursday as we get closer and closer 
to game day. I want to hear from you. 334-321-1390 is the number to get you through to me. We are inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio. The Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge, our studio sponsor from 2 to 4 each and every day here on ESPN 106.7 for On the Line. And we appreciate them doing that. And a reminder that the Plaza Bar and Lounge is your Tiger pregame destination for all fans on Saturdays during the fall. Um, They are home of the original Warburger, and the Plaza Bar offers an easy and exciting menu to go along with fantastic drink specials. Uh, They've got that Plaza patio out there, which is kid and dog friendly, Um, and so you can sit out there and watch some of the games and get started early on Saturday as Auburn kicks off at 2.30. So go check them out over on uh, 800 Main Street in Midtown, just off of Opelika Road. Uh, They also have happy hour, 4 to 6 each weekday, so if you get off work, maybe want to go and hang out over there for a little bit today or tomorrow and then on Sundays they have a brunch uh, before you get out of town and so be sure you go check them out the Plaza Bar and Lounge your pregame stop in Auburn and our studio sponsor here on ESPN 106.7 so we appreciate them doing that and go check them out this weekend over in Midtown but as I mentioned I want to talk a little basketball to start off the show today I know it's football season and I know that we've got Auburn Georgia coming up this weekend on Saturday But Auburn basketball is back. They have started practice this week. Um, On Tuesday, uh, Bruce Pearl had his season opening press conference and talked a lot about this team and this season. Um, He sort of recapped what we saw last year, and, and he said it was a good year, but not a great year. Not even a very good year. Just a good year um, of what last year was for Auburn basketball. And started talking about this team and looking ahead for 2023 and I really want to talk about it today too because we've had the schedule for a little bit but today times game times and tv schedules got released for Auburn basketball today and we know uh, that Auburn has a really really tough non-conference schedule I actually asked Bruce about that on Tuesday just talking about preparing for a really tough non-conference schedule on top of preparing for a really tough conference schedule one that Auburn opens up SEC play on the road in Fayetteville Arkansas so doesn't get much tougher than that uh, to start your SEC schedule but looking up and down this thing and I and I want to hear from you as well again I know it's football season I know Georgia's this weekend but we've talked a lot of football we're going to talk a lot about it today as well but did want to get a little basketball conversation in on the show today. So um, if you've looked at the schedule, if you've looked at the roster for Auburn, um, what, what excites you about this team? What gets you ready for basketball season? Because I've tried to tell you, this is a really talented team. There is some serious skill on this Auburn basketball team up and down the roster. And... You've got a couple of guys returning. You're going to have some seniors on this team and some experience on this team that will really, really help you out. Your returning guys, Katie Johnson, who is a senior, Jalen Williams, who's a graduate student, so there you go, Janai Broom, who is a junior, and Chris Moore, who is a senior. You have those guys returning. Heck, you got Leor Berman coming back, who's a graduate student as well. Dylan Cardwell, who is a senior. 
and Trey Donaldson, who is young. He's a sophomore, but he is coming back. So you have a good group of guys for Auburn basketball coming back in 2023 and 2024 that I think would be a really good starting five in itself with KD, Trey Donaldson, Jayla Williams, Janai Broom, Chris Moore, with Dylan Cardwell coming off the bench. That itself would be a competitive starting five with a sixth man in Dylan Cardwell as a center off the bench. That itself would be competitive. But then you look at the freshmen and the transfer portal guys, something that Bruce Pearl talked a lot about on Tuesday. He's really excited about these transfers, guys, and you should be as well. You should also be excited about a player that may be the most exciting freshman in all of college basketball in Aiden Holloway. Aiden Holloway is going to be a superstar. And this is not me trying to hype him up and hope that it works out. No. This guy is going to be really, really good. And I know there are Auburn fans that we've seen this before, right? We've seen five-star, high-level talent come in here and fizzle out and not really produce a whole lot, right? We saw it last year. We saw it with two guys last year. But we've also seen it where it does work out. Look at Jabari Smith. He was a superstar. Last year, Yoan Treor, I think, is the one that everybody's going to go to and say, man, the potential was there, the hype was there, and it just never worked out at Auburn. I don't have any concern with that when it comes to Aiden Holloway. This guy is so much fun. Bruce Pearl said he's put on 10 or 15 pounds since he got here. Pretty much everybody that came into this Auburn basketball team, Bruce Pearl said has put on weight in muscle. Not fat, not lazy weight. They've put on muscle, gotten bigger, faster, and stronger. Aiden Holloway is going to be your point guard, and he is really, really good. Now, he is a freshman, okay? He is a freshman, so keep that in mind early on this season and even when conference play starts, that there will be some mistakes that Aiden Holloway makes that you're going to say, yep, that's a freshman mistake. But there are also going to be plays that Aiden Holloway makes this season that we're going to say, wow, he should not be able to do that as a freshman in college basketball. I'm really excited about him out of Charlotte, North Carolina. He will be your starting point guard. So you look at him. You look at Denver Jones, who Bruce Pearl also said has put on 10 or 15 pounds since he got here. And he said Denver Jones has really improved on his shooting in this offseason. Because when you look at Denver Jones, he averaged, what, 18, 20 points a game last season? And he transfers in as a very experienced two-guard who on his former team, former school, he had to be the dude. And I still think he's going to be the one that makes the offense go. But Bruce Pearl said that he has already worked on his shooting ability, which is not, you know, he, he worked on his shooting ability, and he's also worked on his handles to get downhill and get to the rack, which is something that we haven't really seen from Auburn guards all that much in recent history. And I say recent history, I mean the last year or two. We know Auburn guards, what they like to do. They like to shoot. 
They wanted to shoot the ball from 30 feet and pray that it went in. You didn't really see a whole lot of a guard, point guard or shooting guard, put the ball on the floor, put their head down, and try to get to the rack. They could at times, but they weren't. that was not their go-to. I think you're going to have that in Denver Jones. I think you're going to have that in Aiden Holloway. Two guys that Auburn instantly, and I mean instantly, upgrades at the guard position. And look, I loved Seb Jasper, and I loved Wendell Green. They had their positives, but they had their negatives. Right? Zeb Jasper, one of the best defensive players in all of college basketball when he was here. He graduated, he's gone, but he was one of the best defensive players in the country, especially at the guard position. But he was a liability on offense. There were too many times when I would see, after a game, looking at the box score, looking at the stats, there would be zeros across the board for Zeb Jasper offensively. That can't happen. That can't happen. And Bruce Pearl talked about it on Tuesday. He said, are we going to take a step back defensively at that position? Yeah, probably, because of how good Zeb Jasper was. You also look at Wendell Green, who I think we can all agree had his highs and had his lows. When Wendell Green was playing well, and shooting the ball well, and finishing at the rack, and hitting his free throws, Wendell Green was a really, really good basketball player and was an asset to this Auburn basketball team. But it was the games where he would go one for nine, one for ten, wouldn't hit a three, and was really a liability on offense in a completely different way than Zeb Jasper. So those guys were good. These guys are better, and I think you're going to see that. I think you're going to see better play, smarter play, and more effective players at the guard position because it's going to be Aiden Holloway at the one and Denver Jones at the two. But you also have KD Johnson, who I think was playing his best basketball coming off the bench last year, and Trey Donaldson at the guard spot, who turned it on there in the NCAA tournament, who I still think is going to be a really, really good basketball player. So those are your guards. That's a really good set. That's a really, really good set of guards that Auburn has in their back pocket. You look at some of the other guys that transferred in. How about Chaney Johnson? He's a shooter. How about a Darren Scott? He's a shooter. How about Chad Baker-Mazzara? He's a shooter. He's athletic. And Bruce Pearl had some really good things to say about Chaney Johnson, about his athleticism. 6'7", 220, can jump out of the gym. That should be exciting for you as an Auburn basketball fan. Plus, you still have Jani Broom coming back, who we all know when he's playing his best, He's one of the best in the entire SEC. You have Dylan Cardwell backing him up. You still have Jalen Williams, who is going to be here. You have Chris Moore, who isn't going to play the most effective minutes and be the most impactful, but he is he's old, right, in a good way. 
experienced. Maybe that's a better way to put that. He gives you that confidence and that experience on this basketball team. It's going to be a lot of fun. Auburn basketball, they started practice this week, and their schedule got released with some times and some TV schedules as well. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Plus, we're going to get to the phone lines. What's on your mind on a Thursday as we get closer to Saturday, Auburn versus Georgia. Basketball season is right around the corner, folks. Don't overlook it. It'll be here before we know it. Stay tuned. The Thursday edition of On the Line continues when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067, online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 1067 app. Let's get to the phone lines here on the Thursday edition of On the Line, 334-321-1390. Ed, you're on the line, man. What's up? Uh, hey, uh, yeah, on, on the basketball situation, uh, you know, I love, I love Bruce Pearl, and I, I really think, you know, he has seen, he's been through a lot. He has seen that, you know, you get a five-star player that comes in for one year, and he, all he's got on his mind is his pro career. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying anything about any player. But, you know, I like the, the makeup of this year's Auburn team. We've yeah. got a lot of guys coming back. And I, I, I love that part of it. Yeah, I, I do I, too. Yeah, I, I think Auburn's going to have a good year. But uh, can I talk about football? Yeah, of course. Yeah. In my opinion, and this is just my opinion, but Hugh Freeze has got to take some kind of control over the offense. You know, there's, there's no part, there's no position, no part of that offense that you would consider functional, you know, on the SEC level. They have got to, and he has got to inject something. Hey, Hugh, we don't care if uh, Plays. If you do some things, do something to try to help your team win. Don't don't keep doing. Don't don't be another. I mean, another Gus Malzahn. You know, please don't just subject us to. Okay, we're going to just do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I think you know. I think it's fair to you know to ask that and to want that. You know, don't don't do the same thing over and over and over and hope that it. You know, don't keep throwing it at the wall and hope it sticks, right? And I and I don't think that's going to yeah. happen. I think Hugh Freeze will be more involved and change it up a little bit. But at the same time, I think you are limited because of what you said. You know, there is uh, again this team, this Auburn football team just doesn't have the talent level yet to compete in the SEC, no, and so no. you are limited in what you can do. Unfortunately. I, I don't think they do either, and but they do have some talent, and, and uh, you know I don't know why, but he and uh, Sean Jackson to me have shown more as a running back than Jarrett West has so far. You know, uh, use what you got, do something. Just, just don't do don't do the same thing over and over and think. But the way things are going. I, hey, listen, every game I'm going to think we're going to win it. We could win it. But, but the way it's going, we're going to lose to Georgia. We're going to lose to LSU family and probably Ole Miss. You know, and and let me let me just ask you about this. Did you see the quote? 
quote from Euphrates' mountain surprise. He was surprised at the play calling on the offense. Did you see that? Uh, I I think so. I know that you know he. Well, it's it's, it's, it's I think Al got signed. It's, it's all it's all over. He freeze said he was surprised at the play calling on uh, against in the last game. I mean, you and, and, and hey, one other thing: we just lost one commit probably to South Carolina, and then uh, the offensive lineman that. Uh, we had a commitment from from California, visiting Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so I mean, eight. He has got to step his game up big time. Uh, in my opinion, yeah, uh, do something, do something. We don't care. We don't care if it's stupid. We don't care. Do something other than just go through the motions and get your boring butt up there and just, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm quickly losing my patience with him. Yeah, understandable. Understandable. Well, Ed, all right, where you Yeah, appreciate the call. 334-321-1390. Um, you know, I understand if, let's say this. Let's say... Well, we've talked about this four-game stretch for Auburn football, right? We've talked about how Texas A&M, Georgia, LSU, and Ole Miss. These are four games that Auburn is not going to be favored in, and they are four games that Auburn is supposed to lose, right? But what have I talked about all offseason and so far through this season? I just want Auburn to be competitive, and I just want Auburn to get better. And a lot of you have called in and said the exact same thing. Excuse me. A lot of people have said the exact same thing is you just want to see Auburn get better, right? You just want to see Auburn improve and compete in some of these games. And so to Ed's point, I think if at the end of this four-game stretch, if Auburn goes 0-4 against A&M, Georgia, LSU, and Ole Miss, right? And Auburn looks the exact same in all four games. Offense doesn't move the football, doesn't score. Defense continues to play well, but maybe even takes a step back because of the lack of help from the offense. If Auburn looks the exact same over the next four games, that is when I think you can start really being frustrated. And even, I think you can take it a step further, if Auburn looks the same after or in the LSU game. Because remember, that's is coming off of a bye week. That's where I think you can start to get a little frustrated and maybe even lose some patience like I talked about. But until then, I think it's a little early to get upset about it, but I know where you're coming from, Ed. I do. And you're just asking to do something a little bit different. Change it up, right? Call different plays that help out your offense, help out your quarterback, and help out your running backs and and offensive line receivers. Literally everybody. Do something a little bit different to shake it up. Because obviously, what you've done so far hasn't really worked against Power 5 opponents. And I completely get that. And you go, what? I hope that they are changing that. And they probably are. They probably are. But I still think it's early. Give them some time to work through these things. Because they're still working through who their true starting quarterback is, unfortunately. 
And that throws a major wrench in everything. So you should expect improvement this weekend. And I know it's the number one team in the country. I know it's Georgia. But you should expect at least to look a little bit different, right? And again, I go to what I said just a few minutes ago. If Auburn coming out of the bye week goes to Baton Rouge and looks the exact same, there's no difference, there's no change, there's no improvement, that's when you can start to worry a little bit. Because we can talk about the talent differential all season long. Because that's going to be the case in most of these football games. But the way you can sort of combat that and overcome that is calling plays and having different formations and a different game plan that sets you up to be successful the most way possible. And so far, Auburn hasn't done that, and I still think they're working through that. But you got to get better, and you got to try different things and figure out what works rather than, like I said, throwing the same thing at the wall and hoping it sticks. When we come back, Brad Law from the Auburn Sports Network will join us. We'll talk some Auburn football, Auburn athletics, and also preview what's coming up tonight on Tiger Talk. Don't go anywhere. Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We are halfway through our number one here on the Thursday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7. And as always, on a Thursday afternoon at 2.30, we have Brad Law from the Auburn Sports Network joining us on the phone lines. Brad, good to talk to you as always, my friend. I hope you're doing well. And uh, before we talk about the game itself, how was the trip for you and everybody out to Texas? Well, it was a good trip. Uh, uh, Texas is one of Texas A&M is one of my favorite places to go personally. Um, really, you know, uh, it's not a college town. College Station is not a college town. But Bryan College Station, that whole area, is a fun place to go visit. We had a great crew dinner on Friday night. It was hot on Saturday, but, um, you know, I, it was an enjoyable trip outside of the game itself. And the game itself was the reason for the trip. So, you know, it's only so enjoyable, but... Um, yeah, but the, separate from the game, we all had a really good time. Well, good. I'm glad you guys were able to get out there. You do a wonderful job on, on the on the broadcast, you and Andy, Paul Allen, everybody, Jason, everybody involved with the Auburn Sports Network does a fantastic job and everything has, has gone and sounded really, really good so far this season. Um, you, of course, you did go out there for the football game as Auburn went and took on Texas A&M in a struggle on offense, defense, uh, played extremely well also in that game but of course Auburn does come up short what is your just your takeaways I know it's Thursday as we're sort of transitioning into the Georgia game but just takeaways from that Auburn and Texas A&M game yeah I thought Texas A&M played like a team that was desperate not to have a second loss in September and I don't say that with a negative connotation I mean they were desperation is fine like it's a motivator and they could not go they could not suffer a second loss in September. 
and have any semblance of the year that they want to have. So the coaches throughout the week uh, did a better job, and the players did a better job on Saturday. And they started with guys who at least from all of the recruiting services were ranked higher than Auburn's players by and large across the board. So, you know, it's probably what we should have expected. Now, not 17 points, but I also think it's more of a 10-point game because the last seven were a result of a garbage run against a tired defense. But, you know, the score is the score, and the record is the record, and the result is the result. And uh, I I think it said a lot more about Texas A&M than it did about Auburn, but I guess we're going to find out over the next few weeks whether that was the case. Yeah, and there's been a lot of talk this week, Brad, and I know you're you're all caught up to date on that about the just the talent differential that Auburn saw on Saturday and is going to see for most of this season just because of where Auburn is compared to some of those other programs. And so my question to you is, how does Auburn how do they compete despite that? And I know that's a difficult question, but how does Auburn compete despite what they're going to see in in some talent differential this season? That's a great question, Jacob, and I think that's your that's your million dollar question because for this year, um, you know, all you can do is go out there and do your very best on each individual play. Okay, now if a five star guy who's the number three player at his position in the country coming out of high school goes up against a guy who was a three star player coming out of high school and was the number two hundred player at his position in the country. How many times reasonably, like reasonably, can you expect that guy to win a one-on-one matchup? The the less talented player, can you expect him to win it one out of ten times? Three out of ten times? Okay, let's say you can reasonably expect two out of ten. Split the difference. Well, maybe you can scheme something for an extra play. Now that's three. Maybe you can you know, rely on the other guy, maybe not playing his, but maybe the other guy, the more talented guy takes a play off. Now that's four out of 10, but six out of 10, he still has the advantage. And so I, I don't have the answer. To that. I wish I did. I think if I had the answer to that, I'd work in a different building and maybe have an extra and, and have an extra zero on my annual salary because, um, you know, uh, Georgia has more talent. Texas A&M has more talent. LSU has more talent right now. Auburn very clearly is working to address that and to decrease the talent gap significantly. You can look at the recruiting class for 24 and see the player rankings, the state rankings, position rankings, and so on, and and see that Auburn's closing the gap. And in years to come, your top storyline isn't going to be about a talent gap. It's going to be about scheming similar talent to the opponent. Uh, but right now it is it is and it's why Hugh Freeze, who's very candid, you don't have to decode or translate his press conferences. He says exactly what it is. And it's why he is speaking through the lens of recruiting in every press conference that he gives. It's a major factor. Well, speaking of recruiting, it's a massive weekend for that for Auburn yeah. football. And I know you, we've seen uh, the unofficial list of people that are going to be here. And Hugh Freeze, he, he somewhat joked about it on Monday, saying we don't have enough tickets for all the guys and, and recruits that plan on being here. And I don't think that's a false statement. I don't think they're quite ready for what's about to happen this weekend. And that's what makes a weekend like this so important, despite the game itself, a massive opportunity for Auburn to show why. Auburn is so special 
Yep, yep, definitely. And, you know, you can look at it, if you want to look at it through orange and blue colored glasses, you can say it doesn't really matter what happens in the game because you can sell Auburn and the trajectory of the program, whether you win the game in a massive upset or if you lose the game, as the majority of people expect to happen. Um, you know, you could say, well, if it goes well, look at what the staff is doing. And don't you want to be a part of this wave that's uh, crescendoing even faster than people thought? And if it doesn't go well, then you go, see, that's why we need you. That's why, that's, that's why we need you, and that's why you got to come here and, and help us turn it around very quickly. So um, I think the atmosphere, I think there are enough people who aren't dampened by what happened last weekend. I think there are enough people who understand the roles that they play as fans in year one and the impact they can have on recruiting, the impact they can have on the game itself. Listen, I've compared in other places, I've, I've compared this season to like when you drive to the beach. Uh, from Auburn to go to the beach, you have to drive west to Montgomery before you can go south. Mm-hmm. You don't really go, you don't go significantly south on the way to Montgomery. Now you could, but so you kind of have to have that hour before you can start moving south toward the beach. Oh, sure, you could go directly south, but you wouldn't get there as fast. You could. You know, there's a way that looks like a more direct route, but nope, that's not it. You just kind of got to deal with it. Go west a while and then go south. Or look at it this way. If you're trying to go through Atlanta, you know you're going to go through traffic when you go through Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Don't go an hour and a half, two hours out of your way and try to go around. Just be patient. You will get through it. You will get to the destination. This I- program is headed in a, in a championship direction. The trajectory is there. Will there be some bumps? Will there be some times where a fan that doesn't pay that much attention or doesn't real isn't really being honest with himself or herself about where the program is at this moment from a talent perspective? Will it be frustrating? Yep, it's going to happen. Settle in. Hey, guys, we're going to go through traffic. Have a book to read. Like, be prepared. It, we will get there. And I think the program will get where everybody wants it to be, but – um, you got some real challenges, whether it's Georgia, LSU, other games on the schedule, real challenges. Yeah, the biggest word is patience, Brad. I mean, that's the biggest thing yeah. that Hugh Freeze has talked about since literally day one, um, and that's what yeah. he continues to, to talk about as well. And I think, you know, it, it's hard for it's hard for fans to be patient in, in today's age where everybody wants to win right now, and rightfully so, especially when your yeah. biggest rivals like Georgia are back-to-back national champions, and that's who Auburn is going yeah. to see this weekend. Brad, I want to ask you personally, you've been around Auburn long enough, and you've been around this Auburn-Georgia game many many times what does this game mean to you every single year to be a part of the broadcast team to be a part of the atmosphere and the yeah. environment each week what does this game mean for you personally i'm curious well i'll tell you i hate georgia <laughs> no love lost huh? on the Mon- uh, i wanted to weigh in on the monday drama no Beautiful. I, um, you know for most of my life up until the last 15 years or so like th- the peak time that i was growing up and i was a kid and i was a fan and you know, you kind of lived and died on every play and every game. Uh, this was a really evenly split series. I came up during the time when the road team won every year. And you would think, all right, this is the year we're going to get them at home and start a winning streak because we own Athens and we'll beat them here. And it just never happened. They won over here. We won over there. And, you know, speaking as a fan, we just – and I think at one point, even 15 or so years ago, even the total points scored was next to even. 
for the entirety of the rivalry. It was it was insane. Uh, it's surprising every time I peel back and think about the fact that Auburn's only won three times since 2005. Mm. Not three of the last ten games, not three of the last seven or eight games, not three times since 2005. Uh, it's, it is shocking. I am looking forward to the day and it will come. Look, Georgia suffered for 40 years before they finally got the alignment and, uh, the operation that enabled them to get to the level they are now, right? Clemson kind of did the same thing. And, uh, Alabama languished for a while before they got the right alignment. The alignment is there at Auburn right now. We have it. So I'm excited to see this rivalry become one where you don't feel like it's one-sided before the game is played. I long for the day where you don't have a double-digit line in the game, um, and I think that's coming, and I look forward to that day. It is a double-digit line this weekend. Georgia favored by 14 points, two touchdowns when they come to Jordan-Hare Stadium, 2.30 on Saturday. Brad, what does Auburn have to do to, uh, we'd love to see him win the game, obviously, but at least stay competitive and get better this weekend with the SEC schedule still brutal as it is. What does Auburn have to do to do those things this weekend against the number one team in the country? Yeah, I I think um, a couple of levels looking more comfortable and you should because you're at home and because it's not a hundred degrees, you should look more comfortable. I think you've got to have, I think it's been beaten into the quarterback's heads all week long about poise and not looking down and hanging in there and, and showing your toughness, showing it. If it's, you know, if you have it, then put it on display. And so I think from the quarterbacks, that's, that's what you look for. Will the guy stand in? Will you make the throw, even knowing that one of those big five-star guys is bearing down on you? Um, to win the game, I think strategically, you have to try to shorten the game. You have to try about a two-hour and 40-minute game, and I'm not exaggerating. Um, I think you run. Uh, Georgia is fourth in the league in rush defense, rush yards allowed per game but they're 10th in yards per carry allowed. So only four teams give up more yards per carry than Georgia in the SEC. It's still not a lot, but but it is a difference in total yards and yards per carry. Uh, No team has defended fewer running plays this year than Georgia Hmm. because teams have been behind, and so they've been throwing. It's not a massive difference, but it's it's the fewest in the league. No team has run the ball more than Auburn. Auburn had success against Texas A&M running the ball. Penalties and false stuff, pre-snap stuff um, hurt Auburn tremendously in the running game. So if you can run effectively, if you're willing to be patient and continue to run the ball, even if they stop you a couple of times, this is one of those, again, we're going to go through traffic, make sure you bring a book, make sure you've got something to, to occupy you and, and not throw you into tantrum when it looks rough, maybe for a couple of series. I think if you keep pounding, it's a Georgia defense that had some injuries last week. I don't think they're going to be full strength. Now, half-strength Georgia is still awfully talented because they have five stars everywhere. But, you know, do what you're doing. And if, if you run the ball more than you throw it, and that is, and Georgia's more susceptible to the run in the pass, then do that and don't panic and get away from it. So quarterback toughness, running game commitment, and then obviously the defense. Anytime you're going to pull an upset, the defense needs to force some turnovers. Think about every upset Auburn has pulled. 
throughout its history, every major double-digit upset like this, and they've either gotten a touchdown or a very short field from defense, special teams, or both. And so I think that's your recipe. We'll see if they can dial it up. Auburn taking on Georgia this weekend, 2.30 kickoff over at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Brad Law from the Auburn Sports Network joining us here during On the Line on ESPN 106.7 with me every single Thursday at 2.30. You can find the broadcast on Saturday over on our sister station, Wings 94.3, here locally in Auburn and Opelika. Um, Kickoff is at 2.30. You guys will go on the air at 11.30, right, Brad, on Saturday? That's correct, yep. We got some... uh... We got some dudes coming to the Uh-oh. tailgate show Saturday. Uh-oh. Yeah, we got guys like Josh Bynes and Ed King and Yan Coward and um, Charles Barkley. It's going to be a pretty big show. Awesome. And then, of course, Tiger Talk tonight is on on Wings ninety four three as well, and that begins at six o'clock. Any uh, any insight on who's going to be making a stop there, Baumhauer's tonight? Jalen Simpson will be with us. Uh, Cam Stutz will be with us. Head soccer coach Karen Hoppe. And, of course, that football coach Hugh Freeze will be there, too. So um, really excited to see the turnout. Our crowds have been awesome. We get great crowd participation when we're there. We're giving away gifts tonight, uh, as we typically do. So, yeah, I would encourage people to come out and make your plans to be there. Try to get there 530 or, or before, though, because it does fill up. Uh, but, yeah, come on out to Bob Howard and be a part of the show with us tonight. Don't just watch it. Be a part of it. Tiger Talk, 6 o'clock tonight over on Wings 94.3, live at Baumhauer's with all of the Auburn Sports Network guys. Brad, I appreciate you as always, man. Let everybody know where they can keep up with you and everything you guys have going on with the Auburn Sports Network as a busy weekend approaches. Yeah, follow AU Sports Network on Twitter. We try to give you some behind-the-scenes contact there. Um, and, and just, you know, keep it tuned. Keep, keep it tuned there. Follow Andy and Jason and the rest of the crew and – um, I think AU Sports Network is on Instagram, so I don't have Instagram, so I don't know that. But uh, but I think the network's on it. So follow that for all of your content and uh, hopefully some exciting stuff from what will be a memorable weekend here at Jordan-Hare. Brad, as always, man, thank you so much. Have a great broadcast this weekend, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, Jacob. Thanks very much. War Eagle. That's Brad Law from the Auburn Sports Network. Joins me every Thursday at 2.30 here during On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Tiger Talk is tonight. Again, that is at 6 o'clock from 6 to 7. And if you're here local in Auburn and Opelika and want to listen to that, you can find it on our sister station, Wings 94.3 and wingsfm.com. They'll get going tonight. Of course, head coach Hugh Freeze will be out there at Baumhauer's. And Brad has uh, said they have a wonderful list tonight as well. And then on Saturday, uh, Wings is your Auburn football game day destination. Um, That is where you need to be. If you're here in Auburn, Opelika, or anywhere else, be sure you're tuning in on Wings 94.3 and wingsfm.com. Or you can tell Alexa, hey, just play Wings 94.3, and she can do that for you as well. We will have our game day on Wings 94.3 show, uh, the pregame show that gets everything going on Saturdays with Uncle T-Bone, Wade Bennett, and Jumpin' Jack Hudden. Those guys uh, trying to think they will go live at 1030 on Saturday morning uh, for the hour-long pregame show. They talk about all the biggest matchups in college football, obviously talking Auburn and Georgia, and then they hand it off to Brad and to Andy, Paul Ellen, Jason, everybody at the Auburn Sports Network as they will take over at 1130 for the Tiger Tailgate Show, get you ready for the countdown to kickoff, and then, of course, kickoff between Auburn and Georgia at 230 on Saturday. So be sure you're tuning in 
in on Wings 94.3 all Saturday long. We'll take our final break here, wrap up hour number one before we crank up a busy hour number two with Auburn High School's head football coach Keith Etheridge and Chris Gordy, host of the Locked on SEC podcast. That's what's coming up in hour number two. We'll wrap up hour number one when we come back. You are on the line on ESPN 1067. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. We've got just a few more minutes, a couple of more minutes really, here in hour number one on the Thursday edition of On the Line. Jacob Goins with you on the Auburn Opelika Sports Leader ESPN 1067. Shout out to Brad Loft joining me every Thursday. Great interview as always. Um, it had some really good things to say just about Auburn and where this football program is right now, going into a game against Georgia where you're not favored, um, you're, you're not supposed to win. And he talked about taking a drive through Atlanta and just having a little patience. And you're going to get there. You're on the right path. It's just going to take a little time to get through the traffic. So had some good things to say there. Really enjoyed hearing him talk about what this Georgia game means to him because everybody has a different story, right? Everybody has a different feeling about Auburn, Georgia, about Auburn, Alabama, even about Auburn, LSU. And we get to talk about that one coming up in a couple of weeks as well. And so I appreciate Brad joining me here on the show as he does every single Thursday. Be sure you're tuning in uh, for Tiger Talk tonight and then Game Day on Wings on Saturday and then the Auburn Sports Network when they have the Tiger Tailgate Show, Countdown to Kickoff, and then the kickoff of Auburn and Georgia. Coming up in hour number two, a busy Thursday rolls on. We're going to start off the hour talking with Auburn High School's head football coach, Keith Etheridge, as the Tigers hit the road once again, taking on Ramsey tomorrow up in Birmingham at Legion Field. We'll talk to him about what the Tigers have to do to get another win and keep on rolling in 2023. Then we'll talk to Chris Gordy, host of the Locked on SEC podcast. He'll tell you like it is and holds nothing back, believe me. He is awesome to talk to and has so many great things to say about what's happening around the SEC. So that's what's coming up in hour number two. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on ESPN 106.7. Hour number two coming up. ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. To be on the line, call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz. You're on the line here on ESPN 106.7, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. 
Happy Thursday, everybody. Hope you're doing well as we get underway here in hour number two on the Thursday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. My name is Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 1067. If you missed any of the first hour or if you ever miss any other part of my show, you can catch up with the podcast right after the show, post it commercial free each and every day. You can go to ESPNAU.com and you can find it in our podcast center or you can can just search on the line wherever you get your podcast in that first hour talked a little Auburn basketball as the guys getting ready or getting started in practice this week and the schedule was not released today but the start times and TV uh I guess the TV stations, right? The TV channels are going to be on this season uh, were released as well. And so took a look at the roster a little bit for that team and excited for basketball season, which is just over a month away. So had a good talk about that. Also talked with Brad Law from the Auburn Sports Network and got his thoughts on the Auburn and Georgia rivalry and the upcoming Auburn and Georgia game this weekend. So if you missed any of that, be sure to go and catch up with the podcast later on. Today we'll post it commercial free. Just search on the line wherever you get your podcast but starting off here in hour number two like we do every single Thursday throughout football season we're joined on the phone lines by Auburn High School's head football coach Keith Etheridge and coach how are you man it's great to talk to you once again yes sir good to be here appreciate you well oh go ahead sorry no I said doing great we're doing great well, uh, as I was, I uh, didn't mean to step on your toes there, but as we look at what uh, what you and your team have done over the last few weeks, you're officially on a winning streak now, Coach. you got three games in a row under your belt that you have uh, one coming off of the exciting win on the road at Dothan, and then two games back-to-back where you have handled business. It's nice to get on a little bit of a roll in the season, huh? Yeah, it is. It's nice to, nice to get some wins under your belt and you know, get to play a lot of guys and you know, uh, uh, but we're fixing to hit murderers row. You know, we got some tough ones coming up. So, you know, we got to make sure that we're ready to play and our kids are prepared. And, you know, I think our, our kids do a fantastic job of, of you know, just, uh, taking coaching and, and implementing into our game plan. Well, you defeated Dothan 28-7. to You then turned around and de- defeated Jack 46-0. to And then, of course, last week taking on the newly named Percy Julian. Uh, you were at uh, taking on Percy Julian, and you defeated them 48-7. to uh, What did you see from your team in this football game uh, in a game that was sort of out of control late there in that second half? Well, I, I, we beat we beat those in twenty eight twenty seven. I wish we'd have won twenty eight seven. Oh my, my bad, twenty eight twenty seven. Yeah, my bad. Would have been yeah, would have been a little less stressful then, huh? Yeah, it was, it was a double overtime or nail biter. But you know, yeah, uh, Percy Julian. You know, it was it was a pretty close game. You know, the first quarter, and we just we just sort of got got really rolling in that second quarter and got a thirty one to seven lead going into halftime. And I think that. Uh, our kids really responded in that second quarter and then just, you know, got to play a lot of guys that second half. You know, great homecoming win for us. You know, the duck was packed, had a had a really good crowd there. So, you know, we're really excited. Yeah, I know we've talked about it a few times, but that was only um, your second game all season long being at home and playing at the Duck in yeah. front of those great Auburn Tiger fans. And so what was that like again for just you and the kids to get a big win and homecoming night? We talked about that last week, trying to get your team ready and avoid all those homecoming distractions. Yeah, it was. it's, it's good to be done with homecoming. <laughs> uh, you know, there are a lot of distractions, but our kids took it really well, you know, um, 
we we played well. You know, we we took care of the football. We didn't turn the ball over. We caused some turnovers. We, you know, we did all the little things right. I don't think we had any pre-snap penalties. I think that we, you know, uh, it was a good, clean football game. And, you know, just our, our kids did a good job of tackling in space. And, you know, um, we had we had a good rushing attack, you know, threw the ball well. So, you know, all in all, it was a great, great night, Friday night. Over your last two games, Auburn High has outscored their opponents 94-7. to And not to make you choose, but I'm going to ask you to do so anyway. Which side of the football are you more impressed with? The team, the offense that's scoring uh, 47 points a game, or the defense that's just given up seven over the last two? Well, we, I, I think both sides are playing pretty well right now. Uh, I think that, you know, defensively, you know, we, we, we're always, we've always flown to the football and got after it, you know, um, last two years, you know, since I've been here, I've, I've been very impressed with the kids' work ethic and, and how they play the game and, and the intensity they bring every Friday night. And, you know, uh, they love to play defense. They love to fly around and hit people, you know. Um, and offensively, you know, our kids are very attention to detail. Our kids, you know, play smart. They play hard. They, you know, do the little things right. You know, everything don't work out perfect all the time, but, you know, uh, our kids give great effort and they play with class and character. So that's about all you can ask them. And I know that uh, you guys are still sort of cycling through a few different players at that quarterback position. Um, yeah. what, what's, the, what's the status there? What's the update on that as you look towards Ramsey this Friday? It's, it's the same thing. You know, we're, we're starting. We'll, we'll start um, Henry and then we'll, we'll try to play those those young guys and get them some experience, you know, and, and uh, let them get get their toes wet in these varsity games and these big games. And, you know, hopefully it, it helps us out down the line. But, you know, I think that Henry's came in and, and done a really good job running the ball. I think that, you know, Max and and uh, and uh, Lothridge have, have both been – Crawford has – they've both been really good when they've came in. So, you know, really proud of that – the rotation and how each kid's stepping up when they get opportunities. Speaking with Auburn High School's head football coach Keith Etheridge here during the Thursday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7, a player that I just continue to be impressed with, Coach, and it's a position that doesn't always get the love, but Towns Magoo, your kicker, is, I mean, he continues to prove why he's one of the best in the state of Alabama. Six for six on touchbacks last week. Five for five on extra points and two for two on field goals, one from 42 and one from 44 yards. I mean, just how much of an advantage is it for you in a game, whether it's close or whether it's maybe not so close, where you can just rely on him almost every single time he steps foot on the field? Yeah, if we get it past the 45, 50-yard line, I feel like we've got three points. He's that good. Um, he is – I mean, he's an Under Armour All-American. He'll play an Under Armour All-American game. He's, you know, just – He's a phenomenal athlete, not only a great kicker, he's a phenomenal athlete. I mean, gets after it in the weight room, uh, gets after it in the classroom. He's a 4.0 student, you know, 2930 ACT. You know, he's just he's just a quality young man. His dad played safety at Troy, you know, so he has that athleticism in the family. You know, a, he also is a, you know, I mean, he's one of those kids that, that he could probably be successful at anything he does. But – he has found his niche, and I, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I would be would not be surprised when this kid's playing on Sunday, not wow. just Saturdays. 
Wow. Well, that's that is fantastic. Well, that's what I was going to ask you was, I mean, there's got to be a high confidence level of him playing on Saturdays. But yeah, to even go oh. as far to say he has a good chance to be playing on Sundays. That's really, really special. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a guy that, you know, I would I would say would definitely be playing on Sunday, you know, barring no injuries or anything like that. Everything working. Out. He's he's a kid that will play on Sundays. He could step out there right now in the SEC and kick for anybody in the SEC, I feel like. That's incredible. Well, it's a huge advantage for you, uh, especially in the high school level. I mean, that just to have a kicker that good um, gives you a chance to win each and every Friday night. We're talking with Auburn High School's head football coach, Keith Etheridge, here during the Thursday edition of On the Line. As we look ahead to tomorrow night, Coach, you're traveling a long road trip up to Birmingham, taking on Ramsey. And while this isn't a region game, this is always one of those matchups. When you play a team like Ramsey, they're just sneaky good all the time. Time and they've got yeah. some talent and they're really well coached. What can you tell us about what you expect to see tomorrow night from Ramsey? Well, it's like you said, they have a lot of talent. You know, they're very well coached. You know, great kids. You know, um, Quentin Reese's son plays on, on on this team. He's a middle linebacker. He's got offers to Alabama, multiple offers other places. Um, their quarterback six six four six five two ten can throw it. You know, sixty yards. I mean. And they got guys that can go get it, you know. Um, they're good up front on both sides. They they're active, you know. They're physical. So you know, we play this game because you know there's teams that in the playoffs that we may have to match up against that have athletes like this, and we want to be prepared when when we get to those teams. I mean, teams like Central, you know, things yeah. like that 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 you have to be able to you know, slow down those all that speed and stuff, and, and Ramsey's one of those teams, so it helps prepare us for later on. Ramsey, just like Auburn High, is 4-1 and one so far this season, so you're going to have a battle of some really, really good football teams. Uh, Coach, We I know you've made – you guys have got to be just familiar with this by now. You've made so many road trips already this season, but it's another long one traveling all the way to Birmingham. How do you prepare for that, uh, for what will be a late Friday night? Uh, just – you know, same way we do any week, you know, just, you know, pack our bags, leave a little early, you know, get on the road, stop, grab something to eat on the way there, you know, get there about four thirty, five o'clock, you know, get our taping and all that stuff done, get out there, you know, do our warm-ups, get ready to kick off, and then, you know, hopefully, you know, we can relax on the ride home, you know, and don't have to be thinking about what could have been or should have been, think about, you know, all the good things that we did. What does Auburn have to do? What does your team have to do tomorrow, Coach, to go on the road, get a win against a really good Ramsey team, move to 5-1 and one before hitting a gauntlet in the schedule? Yeah, uh, we definitely can't turn the ball over. You know, uh, can't give them extra opportunities. They're explosive on offense. Uh, they've got a running back who is as good as there is anywhere. Um, their quarterback's really good. they got receivers who will go get it, like I said. Um we, we have to play smart football, try to keep it away from their offense because, you know, uh, like I said, it, one one play and they're in the end zone, you know. Uh, so we got to win the special teams game. You know, I think that we have a we have an edge there, so we got to win there. And we got to, you know, just, just take care of the football. You know, uh, hem those guys up, keep them in small spaces, don't let them get out in the open, you know, and, and be able to utilize that speed and, you know, just lock up and tackle. 
And I know you don't want to look ahead because you do have a big game coming up Friday night, but you already mentioned what that schedule looks like coming up. I mean, yep. Opelika next week, uh, you have a bye yep. week in between that and then Central. I mean, it's really starting to ramp up in 7A in this region where you know this, there's no Friday nights off. Yeah, and Opelika and Central are two of the best teams in 7A. You know, I've watched I've watched a lot of teams play. Opelika's defensive front is as good as anybody. Their quarterback, Gaglano, is is you know, a great quarterback. He's an all-state type kid. Um, you know, they got some receivers. You know, secondary super athletic. So, you know, they're really, really good. So, one of the better teams I've seen. You know, in the state. You know, and Eric does a good job with those guys over there. And I think that, you know, as far as Central, you know, they have great athletes too. That Oak Lake Central game was a great game last week. You know, um, so you know, it, it's those, those two teams are really, really good. So we want to be able to go into those games healthy. You know, that's that's a big thing to, you know, get healthy, get get a, get our kids an opportunity to to play at full tilt when we get into those games. Auburn High on the road tomorrow once again, taking on Ramsey up in Birmingham. And you can catch that broadcast over on our sister station, Wings 94.3. Pre-game 6.30 and kickoff at 7 tomorrow night with Scott Bagwell, Rob Pate, and Jack Cudden on the home of the Auburn High School Sports Network, Wings 94.3. Auburn High School's head football coach, Keith Etheridge, he joins me every Thursday here on On the Line on ESPN 106.7. Coach, I appreciate your time, man. Good luck to you. Safe travels to you and the team. And we'll talk to you next week week and hopefully we're talking about a five and one Auburn team that'd be awesome I'd love it (laughs) thanks brother I appreciate it go Tigers yes sir that is Auburn High School's head football coach Keith Etheridge again he joins me every Thursday here during on the line on ESPN 106.7 Auburn on the road I mean it's just crazy the amount of road games they've had this year this is let's see one two three four this is their fourth road game already this season and they're playing their sixth game so four out of their first six games are on the road that's tough I mean that's just tough for any team to do Um, and so while Ramsey is not in Auburn's region or anything like that this is always a really really good game and so be sure you're tuning in tomorrow as uh, Auburn High taking on Ramsey up in Birmingham at Legion Field uh, gonna be going to be a little bit of a hike to get up there uh, tomorrow, and it'll be a late night for Auburn High and, of course, the Auburn High School Sports Network guys, Scott Bagwell, Rob Pate, and Jack Hudden. As I mentioned, they will go live at 6.30 for pregame with kickoff at 7 on the home of the Auburn High School Sports Network, Wings 94.3. I've told you it's a busy weekend on that station over there. You can tune in tonight at 6 for Tiger Talk, then tune in tomorrow at 6.30 and 7 for Auburn High School football. And then on Saturday, starting at 10.30, all the way through probably 7 or 8 o'clock for our Auburn University football coverage as well. Nobody's doing it better than us here at Auburn Network and, of course, over on Wings 94.3. Coach Etheridge, we appreciate him and his time every single week. We'll talk to him next week previewing the Auburn and Opelika game. That one's technically on the road. It is at Opelika. Um, So we'll be previewing that game next week really excited for that as coach Etheridge joins me every Thursday at three o'clock here on on the line on ESPN 1067 when we come back we'll talk a little bit about Auburn uh, Auburn University that is we'll talk Auburn football uh talk pretty much just kind of talk about a few different storylines going on right now because coming up at 3 30 we have um Chris Gordy host of the locked on SEC podcast he'll join us at 3 30 on the phone lines got about 
eh, 10 or 12 minutes or so. If you want to join in on the show, would love to hear from you on the phone lines. 334-321-1390. Come on in. Join me here on the Thursday edition of On the Line on ESPN 106.7. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Online at ESPNAU.com or on the ESPN 106.7 app. Back inside the Auburn Plaza Bar and Lounge Studio here during the Thursday edition of On the Line. Big thank you, as always, to Auburn High School's head football coach, Keith Etheridge, who joins me every single Thursday, starting off hour number two, recapping last week's game for the Tigers and previewing their game coming up tomorrow, which is against Ramsey this week on the road up in Birmingham. So big thanks to him. The Tigers are rolling, man. They're on a three-game win streak and a chance to get on a four-game win streak and prove to 5-1 and one before playing Opal Leica next week. So big things happening for Auburn High School football. Let's get to the phone lines, though. Got a few more minutes here before we talk to Chris Gordy. 334-321-1390. And Greg, you're on the line, man. How are you? Hey, what's going on, bud? What's on your mind? Well, uh, I just listened to a lot of things. Uh, I've you know, listened to both podcasts, a couple people's takes on it. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you know, we're talking about the last week's game and, and the keys of things. Mm-hmm. You know, what might be advantageous for us to uh, be successful, and uh, I know that uh, we, you know, we're talking about being patient, and people need to be patient. That's the honest truth. But I think a lot of people that haven't played ball, maybe have been around it a little bit, but just kind of a knee-jerk reaction, and this is not a really good take. It's more of a fan take than. Uh, kind of studying the game just a little bit, just a little bit, studying the game and seeing kind of what happened, what went wrong. And, uh, man, I, I sit there and watch that game. I Maybe I'm by myself on this, and I'm not looking through orange and blue glasses, but uh, I've seen the path to a victory, a victory the other day. The thing that I also seen, though, is our quarterback, uh, man, it's – Say what you want, anybody say what they want about it. They they put it all on Hugh Freeze and put it all on the quarterback. But uh, for a guy that's, that's been a starter for two years and was the captain there, the captain here, uh, I don't think anybody expected that. Uh, I, I, he's staring the blitz down, sees it. It's being pointed out to him. We got guys running open on the field. Uh, he he's not, sometimes he wasn't even reading his check down. I mean. Mm-hmm. It's, you can't do that, guys. I mean, and here's the thing, you know, you, you pulled him out and put Robbie in there. What you put Robbie in there? What you think? You know, they already got their ears pinned back. They're coming in there. Uh, so you're forcing Robbie, instead of trying to warm him up a little bit and uh, give him some chances, to, you know, to save those and kind of get into the flow of the game, you throw him in a bad spot. I mean, don't put the whole team in a bad spot. And that's just something that you don't expect from a guy that's just, been a starter for two years in right. a major power five program so you know I, I really wish people would understand that and see that now look here i, I too i, I want to see improvement everybody wants to see the improvement i want to see Auburn be competitive uh even if you know you lose some heartbreakers i mean Stephen harson uh when he had bo nicks right there how we lost you know it's just some just some tough games right. you know but you can look at it and you could actually point to hey look you do got some guys on this team that's coaching, and you can sit there and say, "Hey, this team right here, the talent, the fits, 
see what you know. I'm, I'm yeah, it might be a little bit Everything goes is a dang quarterback, and, and that just is what it is. I mean, when when Greg, I'm losing you a little bit, man. I think you're kind of fading out on me, Greg. Greg, you still, Greg, you're fading on me, man. Can you hear me? Well, hopefully he gets out. <laughs> he he was going in and out on me. Greg, can you hear me, brother? Well, I, I don't know. Well, Greg, if you could still hear me, you were making a lot of great points, but you started fading out on me there at the end. I hope you can still still hear me. I had to I had to drop you and let you go, man. You were fading out on me there a little bit. Um but no, I think you were making a lot of I think you're making a lot of good points there, man. I think um look, there was a lot of pressure put on Peyton Thorne, put on the quarterback, right? And there was a lot of expectations uh put on Peyton Thorne as the starter. And um, I think that with with Peyton Thorne again, we saw him as that two year starter. We saw him um, in what he could do at Michigan State, and I think we were expecting that to be a seamless transition from one one place to the other. And I also think that on Saturday, as a lot of people have said, he was playing timid. Some people have said playing scared, and just wasn't playing good football. I mean, he just wasn't. He was crumbling when pressure would get onto him. He was missing open receivers. Um, he was just not making the right reads. He couldn't read the defense at times, and that all led to the lack of success on offense. And so with that, you have to get better. And all we've heard all offseason long from Hugh Freeze about Peyton Thorne, and, and that, or, uh, Greg brought up a great point that – this guy's a captain, man. Peyton Thorne's a captain on this team. So he did something and has done the things to have earned that. You don't just give somebody the captain on the football team. So he's done those things in the offseason to make that possible. Now you are hoping, because all we heard was that he was in the film room, that he was watching film, couldn't stay out of Hugh Freeze's office, yada, yada, yada. You're hoping that that is the case right now preparing for Georgia. We got about a minute or so. It, Greg, do I have you back on the phone, man? Yeah, bud. My dang uh, AirPods. I get to click over and I didn't know it. But, uh, I don't even know <laughs> yeah, it. You started fading out, man. You were I could barely hear you. You were rolling, man, but I could barely hear you. I had to drop you and let you go, man. Hey, you got about 30 seconds. Finish up your thought for me, brother. Yeah. Well, man, all I was going to say, though, like I said, the boy's got it. Uh, he's got all the talent in the world. He just, right now, it's between the ears. If he can't uh, stand in there and make it throw, he's got guys open. I don't think it's a talent efficiency thing. I think it's a depth problem right now. I'd like to hear, you know, what gordy got to say about it, but I just think the kid needs to stand in there and be a little tougher. Uh, he's in the SEC, and, you, you know, if somebody's been a captain and started for two years, uh, that's something you, that I think everybody expected to see. So mm-hmm. I don't think Breeze is going to let him keep going like that because you can't just snatch him out in the middle of this game 
and then put Robbie or Holden or whoever it might be in a bad situation to start with. And uh, if he can't do it, I'm telling you guys, uh, it might be tough against Georgia. I think we'll hang in there. Yeah, I think so too, man. I think so too. Greg, always great to hear from you, brother. Appreciate the call. That is Greg joining us on the phone lines. Always appreciate him calling in, having a little bit of phone troubles, but nothing that we can't handle here on ESPN 106.7. Yeah, Peyton Thorne's got to stand tough in there. And look, at the end of the day, if you're Hugh Freeze, you got to make the call on who gives you the best chance to win games. And moving forward, if it's not Peyton Thorne, then maybe it's not Peyton Thorne. I know who has some thoughts on this. Chris Gordy, host of the Locked On SEC podcast. He will join us when we come back. Don't go anywhere. You are on the line with Jacob Goertz on ESPN 1067, Auburn Opelika's sports leader. We've got 30 more minutes here on the Thursday edition of On the Line, the show that tells you like it is and holds nothing back. I'm Jacob Goins with you on ESPN 106.7, and this guy, he always tells it like it is, and he never holds anything back, whether it makes people upset or not. It's Chris Gordy, host of the Locked.SCC podcast. I look forward to this segment every single week. Chris, you called it last week. Go ahead. You can take your credit. You can boast on the program if you want to. You called the game last week against Auburn and A&M. You were right. I'll give you your credit. Well, look, I'm not happy you guys only had 200 <laughs> yards of offense. I mean, I was I was hoping Auburn could put up a fight, but my gosh, it was just uh, it was hideous. It was ugly, and, and hopefully now folks understand what Hugh Freeze was doing a week ago where he was and he wasn't filibustering. He was telling everybody, we are going through a rough stretch here coming up, and brighter days are ahead. We're recruiting great. We're, uh, you know, we're looking forward to the future, but we're not there yet. And we saw that on Saturday. Um, I thought Auburn was very lucky to be you know, only down, what was it, 6-3 to three at the half. And, you know, what, what's crazy is that you told me on Friday, Auburn's going to be down 6-3 to three at the half, and Connor Wegman's going to go down at halftime. I would have said, my God, perfect opportunity for Auburn to play spoiler here. Uh, unfortunately, it looked like Peyton Thorne looked like the backup quarterback that didn't know what he was doing, and Max Johnson looked like the guy who started, uh, you know, 30-plus games at, uh, you know, Michigan State and Auburn, and, uh, you know, unfortunately it was the other way around. So, um, you know, look, I like Auburn's defense. I think uh, outside of a couple of big chunk plays, I thought they played their, their butts off, but uh, the offense obviously has a long, long way to go. Yeah, and we'll we'll definitely talk about that and, of course, the Auburn-Georgia game coming up this weekend. But other results from last weekend to kind of get caught back up and recap what happened before previewing what's happening in the next few days. Um, I think the game of the week that happened in the SEC was Arkansas and LSU, your boys down in Baton Rouge. It was a battle all night long, and it seemed like whoever had the football last was going to win. That seemed to be LSU. They pull out a 34-31 win um, in a game that I thought Arkansas would keep it within that 17 points, but never did I think they would have a chance to actually win this football game, but they proved me wrong. Yeah, it's a rivalry game. Um, you know, it's funny how the game played out because Arkansas got the early lead, but LSU goes down, scores right before half, and, you know, they're, they're down 13-10. And then it just felt like all the momentum went back in LSU's favor. Um, you know, we saw Jaden Daniels and that offense 
they they punted on two of their first three drives, and then the rest of the game they scored on every possession. Um, they scored either a touchdown or a field goal on every possession down the stretch, including the game-winning uh, field goal, which really, had they put the pedal to the metal, probably could have scored a touchdown to, to end the game anyway. But um, yeah, it was it, it was just it was one of those games. It's a rivalry game. I thought Arkansas's back was up against the wall. Uh, having lost that home game to BYU, I felt like they were going to come out and play their best, and they did. And it turns out KJ Jefferson's still a pretty damn good quarterback. So uh, it sucks, you know, somebody had to lose the game, and it was Arkansas. But I, I, I think Arkansas is still going to be a thorn in the side for some people this year. I think they're going to give A and M all they can handle this week, and they're going to give some teams fits. So. Uh, on the flip side, LSU, they got some things to clean up on their defense, but it never felt like the game was in jeopardy. I mean, I was there at the game, and it just felt like LSU, again, every time they touched the football, they scored. There was a turning point right at the end of the third, start of the fourth quarter. Where LSU was up eight. Arkansas had the ball and had a third down, and uh, they end up hitting a big busted coverage play. If they don't hit that, I think they're punting. I think LSU goes down and scores and it goes up 15, and they don't look back. So, it's just one of those things you look back in hindsight and go one or two plays here, maybe it could have went the other way. But, uh, yeah, LSU is a reason why they have the number one offense in the SEC. KJ uh, Jaden Daniels is just uh, – he's having an incredible year. Um, you know, it's, it's funny. We were looking at the numbers so far. His numbers are – you know, Joe Burrow was on another level. But if we go one step below Joe Burrow, Jaden Daniels is probably having the second-best season ever for an LSU quarterback, and that's saying something. So, uh Pretty fascinating what he's done so far. If they can fix their their defense, LSU's got a real legit shot to, to run the table here. Has Alabama figured it out, Chris? They get the win over Ole Miss, twenty four to ten. Um, Jackson Dart did not play extremely well for Ole Miss, and it was the offense that let them down with Lane Kiffin. And a lot of people saying that this was the last chance that he had to take down Nick Saban and the Crimson Tide. They can't do it, and Alabama somehow gets off to a one and zero start in the SEC. Did they figure it out there in Tuscaloosa? Well, first off, Lane is going to go to his grave having never beat Nick Saban. I mean, that's just that's going to happen. It's something that will never happen. It's something, this was his best chance, and he got in his own head. I mean, he was the one talking trash a week ago, and Alabama's defense responded. He should have never said, yeah, it doesn't even look like Kevin Steele's running that defense. Kevin Steele went out there Saturday and said, let me show you who's running this defense, and uh, just beat his brains in, and... You know, it was funny. I mean, even with Ole Miss had the seven to six lead at halftime, it felt like God. They left points out there, and you know, they they only score what three points in the in the last three quarters of the game. Uh, I don't think this means Alabama's back. It, it is encouraging. Their defense does look good. They're looking more stout and aggressive. But I think that's also who they were playing in, in their house. If that game was in Oxford, maybe it looks a little bit different. And Jalen Milrow, he was fine. I think he'll continue to get better as the season goes along, but he is by no means a finished product. So, um, you know, Alabama's just going to play close games this year. This is the reality of it. I mean, the, the SEC, these teams are more human this year. Alabama and Georgia are more human. That's not to say Alabama can't run the table. It's not to say Georgia can't go undefeated. Both of those things can happen. It's just they're playing much more closer games, whereas – in recent years, we've become so accustomed to Alabama or, or Georgia winning games 50-3 to and uh, and just steamrolling their opponents. They're going to be playing much closer games this year. 
Looking ahead to this weekend around the Southeastern Conference, we have Chris Gordy, host of the Locked on SEC podcast, joining us here during the Thursday edition of On the Line. You have Auburn, Georgia this weekend. You have Kentucky, Florida this weekend. Texas A&M, Arkansas, LSU, Ole Miss, Alabama, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Tennessee. I mean, man, this is a sneaky good weekend around the conference, Chris. Any game or games in particular that people have to watch this Saturday? Uh, I'll just I'll just try to hit on many as as many as possible. I think Love Kentucky. Uh, this is a monster game for them. I know Austin Armstrong's done a great job with that Florida defense. If they can win this one, that means they've beat Florida three years in a row, and that's saying something considering they went thirty years without having beat them. So that would be huge for Kentucky. Uh, a and M big game with Max Johnson. I think Max Johnson comes back down to earth this week after the good second half last week. I think this is one Arkansas has to win. They can't start zero and two in the conference, two and three on the season. I think this is a must-win for Sam Pittman. He could be fired at the end of the year if if this continues to spiral for Arkansas. Um, Mizzou-Vandy, it's not a good game, but what does it mean? It means Mizzou's going to get a, an easy win over Vandy, and they're going to be 5-0 and hosting LSU next week. And there's some early rumblings that game day could go to Como next week. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, LSU, they got to keep doing what they're doing. I expect it's going to be much, much of the same of what it was against Arkansas this past week. I think it's a shootout against Ole Miss, last team with the ball a win. I'm leaning LSU, but wouldn't shock me if Jackson Dart and Ole Miss pull off the, the slight upset. Uh, South Carolina, Tennessee, it's the revenge game for knocking out Hendon Hooker out of that game a year ago. But Spencer Rattler's playing better than just about any other quarterback in the SEC right now. Big questions for Joe Milton, man. You lost the first test on the road to Florida. you got to respond here. Uh, Bama and Mississippi State, late-night game, uh, 8 p.m. Central. Are those cowbells a-clanging? I think if if – if Jalen Miller struggles at all on the road, throws a couple picks, turns the ball over, Will Rogers looked more like the old-school Will Rogers last week. If he can throw for 300, 400 yards on Bama, Mississippi State might be in this game. I think Bama wins it, but this thing might be like a, a 38-28 type final game. And then lastly, I think the, the crowd of Jordan-Hare can, can bring it. I think this, this uh, stadium, if it's loud and it's rocking and it's sold out, I think they can keep Auburn in this game. It's a first road test for Carson Beck. And, uh, man, I saw it was 14-and-a-half yesterday. Today it's down to 14. I think people are thinking Georgia wins, but by no means is this going to be like a 30-to-10 a type blowout over Auburn. So I'm excited to see what the fans can do. And, all right, Hugh, you're, you're the great offensive mind. Let's make this work, whether it's Garrett or uh, Ashford or – or Peyton Thorne, somebody's got to step up and rise to the occasion. So I, I think Auburn, this is going to be a fascinating game to watch. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've we been talking about it all week long, about Auburn offensively. Um, defensively, no real big concerns. I mean, a couple of injuries which could, could limit Auburn, but the defense is balled out this year. It's all been about the offense. And, Chris, I'm curious, you follow Auburn, of course, the SEC extremely heavily, what does Auburn do to find an answer on offense to move the football and score a little bit? Well, the, that's that's the big problem because, to your point, yes, the defense has played lights out. I, I wouldn't it would not shock me if Carson Beck throws an interception or two this week because uh, Auburn has been so good, so uh, you know, capitalizing off of it. But again, the the, the DBs banged up a little bit. You know, DJ James. Uh, you know, is he good to go? Uh, Jalen Simpson's been phenomenal, you know, with the three picks so far. But offensively, yeah, it's been it's been ugly. I think the offensive line is not uh, it's not been as good as maybe we, we thought they would be. Uh, the run game very inconsistent. You know, Jarquez Hunter 
looking around, I thought he was going to be a 90-yard, 100-yard guy a week. And, you know, so far we haven't seen that yet. And really, it just comes back to the passing. And I, I would really – look, if Peyton Thorne has not improved at all this week in practice in terms of momentum, control of the offense, uh, chemistry with the receivers, I'd really give a long, hard look to Robbie Ashford this week just because I know he's not the best passer, but the running ability obviously is just a great added component. And you're going to have to use your feet to, to move the chains this week against Georgia. So, um, you know, maybe they both play, but it wouldn't shock me if they, they give an extended look this week to Ashford just because of that added component of the run game. Who would you say is the best team right now in the SEC as we really get into conference play? A lot of teams are getting to that halfway point with bye weeks coming up and stuff like that. If you had to, uh, if you had to say who the best team is right now in the Southeastern Conference, Chris, who would it be and why? Yeah, I, I still think it's Georgia because they're undefeated. And, and granted, they haven't really, you know, they, they were tested at South, or against South Carolina a couple weeks ago. Um, and we're down at halftime and then had the great resurgence second half. So to me, it's still Georgia until proven otherwise. And like I said, we're going to see the true test of who Carson Beck is this week at, at Jordan Hare. But um, you know, if we're just going off of performance so far, I know LSU shot themselves in the foot in that game at Florida State a bunch. But, you know, I, I think if they lined up and play Florida State again right now, I think that's a much closer game. And LSU might win that game the way that, that Florida State's been playing. So, um, LSU has at least looked the most complete the last couple of weeks. Uh, the offense has been rolling. I, you know, I thought A&M was really rising to the occasion before the, uh, the Connor Wegman injury. Uh, Kentucky's fascinating because they're, they're 4-0, but they've not looked pretty doing it. Devin Leary's had a bunch of picks. You know, I think it's five interceptions already, so going to be tested big time against Florida, but would I be crazy to say Missouri is the most impressive? Oh, stop. And they, they, they've got <laughs> some nice wins over Kansas State and a good Memphis team. And Brady Cook, my God, like all the trash talk we talked about him, we thought this guy was going to finish at the bottom of the SEC this year. He has been outstanding for Missouri. Uh, by the way, Cody Schrader, if you missed it, he is the leading rusher in the SEC through the first four weeks. I think Mizzou's kind of dangerous, man. And, and again, they're going to be Vandy easily this week and prove the 5-0. and Missouri might have the best resume so far of any SEC team. Oh, my goodness. And then if that happens, are you going to be scared when Missouri comes to Baton Rouge to take on your LSU Tigers 11 a.m. next weekend? Well, even scarier, they host them. So LSU's got to go to Como. The good oh. thing Grace is it's been announced as an 11 a.m. game, so at least that takes the night component out. But uh, – no, there's there's actually rumblings that College Game Day could go to Como next oh. week because he was undefeated. <laughs> no way. Uh, there has that ever happened? I don't know that off the top of my head. There's no chance, right? It had to happen during the Chase Daniel years, right? Like when and they were in the Big 12 scoring like 40 points a week. I, I would think Mizzou has had game day once before. Oh, my goodness. Could, I think people would riot if college game day went to Columbia, Missouri to take and host for Missouri and LSU. What a scene that would be there next week. But they got to handle business against Vanderbilt this weekend. Chris Gordy, host of the Lockdown SEC podcast. He joins me every Thursday here during On the Line on ESPN 106.7. One more before we let you get out of here. Chris I know we are in the heart of football season and don't want it to go away anytime soon but basketball season is right around the corner we're just over a month away from college basketball getting underway we've got schedules we have tip-off times we've got all the things we need what are you looking forward to for basketball season in just around the corner in about five or six weeks 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm curious to see all the new all the new recruits and and how they how they adjust. And and we know all the big dogs from Alabama, uh, Kentucky, Arkansas, Auburn. They've all got new faces coming in, and you know, it's all about how quickly those guys adjust. It was funny. I was running through some of the early season schedules, and it's just it, it's frustrating. Like when, when you see these some of these early season games and who teams are playing, it's like you really can't get any good read on on who they're playing. Now Auburn does have a nice one. Uh, early on, I think it's what Baylor right out of the gate. So that'll be that'll be an interesting test for them. But uh, yeah, it, it's all about whose recruits can settle in and, and work the quickest. But the big one I'm keeping an eye on is Kentucky. I mean, this is supposed to be one of Coach Cal's best recruiting classes he's brought in. And to me, it's put up or shut up time. If he can't get these kids over the hump and make a deep tournament run, I think they're going to be forcing Cal into an administrative role here real soon. So. You're right. Uh, basketball is right around the corner. And again, reason for optimism for Auburn, Alabama, Arkansas, and, you know, the West will be loaded once again. Chris Gordy, host of the Locked on SEC podcast. Again, he joins me every Thursday here on ESPN 106.7. According to a quick Google search, Chris, October 23rd, 2010, college game day went to Columbia, Missouri, when Missouri was hosting number one Oklahoma. So there you go. Right, yeah, and that if you look it up, that's probably Chase Daniel territory, right? I would I would think so. Yeah, that sounds about right, does it not? Oh, uh, you know what? No, he got drafted in 09, so miss Chase Daniel by Man, man. Well, credit to them. They've at least hosted game day. They proved me wrong. I didn't think it ever happened, but hey, credit to them. Not in the SEC. That was Big 12 days. So, True. Yeah, this would be the first time Missouri in, what, like 13 years that in the SEC that they'll be hosting game day, possibly. Man, well, well, we'll cross that bridge next week if it gets there, Chris. We appreciate you as always, man. It's always a lot of fun talking with you. Let everybody know uh, where they can find you, find your podcast, and what you got coming up. Yeah, Locked on SEC, wherever you get your podcast. Got a great interview uh, with Marty Smith that we'll have on the show tomorrow. Oh, how about and, uh, that? Check that one out. And, uh, hey, Jordan Hair Faithful, believe. Show up, show out, get loud. Maybe a trick player, too, and uh, – God, if Auburn can pull off the upset, uh, we will have a lot to celebrate next week. Yes, and it would be a massive change in emotions and <laughs> an attitude towards this program if Auburn can pull off an upset this weekend. Chris, appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you next week. All right, thanks, man. That's Chris Gordy, host of the Locked On SEC Podcast, your daily SEC podcast, part of the Locked On Sports Network. So go check him out. Does a great job, and he's going to have Marty Smith. Good for him. That's a great interview uh, that he's going to have on his show. Always tells it like it is and always holds nothing back. So we appreciate Chris, as always, joining us um, and just some really interesting storylines going on around the Southeastern Conference going into the weekend of a really, really good set of games in college football. We'll be right back and wrap up the Thursday edition of On the Line here on ESPN 106.7. You are on the line on ESPN 106.7. Call in at 334-321-1390 or toll free at 888-382-7502. Winding down here on the Thursday edition of On the Line. Big thanks to Chris Gordy, host of the Locked On SEC podcast, for joining us on the phones as he does every single Thursday. Um, get a lot of great feedback from uh, from that interview. He he's just so much fun uh, to talk with. And make sure you go and check out his podcast. He posts it every single day, talking all things SEC, um, with some really really good matchups coming up this weekend around the conference and college football. So go check him out at Locked On SEC. We also talked with. With 
Auburn High School's head football coach Keith Etheridge today as we were uh, recapping Auburn High School's big win over Percy Julian last week and previewing uh, their game against Ramsey coming up tomorrow up in Birmingham at Legion Field. So be sure you go and catch up with the podcast on that interview. And we talked to Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network back in the first hour as well. So very, very busy show today. Uh, I talked a little Auburn basketball as well, as I was just mentioning there uh, to Chris there at the end of the interview. Um, talking Auburn basketball as they started practice this week. Looking at the roster, man, there's some really good talent on that Auburn team. I'm telling you, I'm really excited about Auburn basketball, and it's just over a month away. I know it's crazy to think about it, but look, we're just a few days away from October, and um, and that means football is in full swing, basketball's around the corner, so lots going on in the sports world. If you missed any of the t- of the show today, be sure you go and listen to the podcast. If you missed any of the show today or any of my previous shows, just go catch up with the podcast, ESPNAU.com, or just search on the line wherever you get your podcast. Um, tomorrow is going to be a busy show as well. We're going to start the show with Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports and Locked on Bets. He's going to give you his best picks of the weekend in college football, particularly in the SEC. We're also going to talk uh, with Eugene Asante, my weekly interview with the Auburn linebacker for Tiger Takes. I'll have that interview for you tomorrow. And then, of course, in hour number two, it's Uncle Tebow and Wade Bennett. He'll join me here in the studio. We'll talk Auburn and Georgia. We'll make our picks for around the SEC in college football, and we're going to have a lot of fun. So be sure you come back tomorrow, 2 to 4, right here on ESPN 106.7 for the Friday edition of On the Line. It's going to be so much fun. Again, if you missed anything today, go to ESPNAU.com. Get your picks in as well for the SEC Football Challenge, and then come back tomorrow because until then, 2-4 to four, right here on ESPN 106.7. I'm Jacob Goins. Stay safe. I'll talk to you later.